Once Upon a Time, If You Can Believe, a podcast of which one can hardly conceive. Three sorcerers planned to take over the world, examples they discussed and plans they unfurled. When in an offence, if any are caught, what they've said is for humour, not actually thought. Sit back, relax, take in the narration, and enjoy this here episode of World Domination. Welcome to World Domination, everyone. I'm your host, Jim Dree. <laughs> and I'm your host, Canarius Targaryen. Ooh. Can Ooh. you say that five times real fast for me? Canarius Targaryen. Canarius Targaryen. Right. Okay, I screwed up already. Oh, man. And I'm your host, Emya Stark. Not to be confused with international musical superstar Enya. <laughs> Slightly different. <laughs> I also really appreciate how you've spelled Canarius in our little recording thing. You've spelled it like Daenerys, just yep. replacing the D with a K. <laughs> it, I actually wrote uh, like K-E-N first and then added the N bit. But then I'm like, this doesn't look right. And then I added the A back in. But then I realized the name never looked right to me. You know, like I've never been able to spell it without looking at it. Hmm. Daenerys. Daenerys. <laughs> Yeah, I could never spell that name. If you like, put a gun to my head and told me to spell it, I don't think I could. Yeah, you'd probably just panic and wet yourself and then just like curl on a ball. <laughs> don't make me do it. Oh, I'm so full. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so, those that don't know, um, Jim just swallowed a whole burrito. Yeah, no chewing or anything. <laughs> no chewing or anything. Gross. I'm like a dragon. So, how was everyone's day? Mine has been awful, but like, yeah, I don't know. You okay? Um, I don't know. Just had a, like work wasn't bad, but damn, like nah, there's some stuff going on. It it's not good. And no, I'm, I'm sorry, Ken. Yeah, I just. But thank you for asking. Um, yeah, but I uh I, I got a lot done today, and uh, I uh, I listened to the Game of Thrones soundtrack to hype me up for this episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you sufficiently hyped? I am sufficiently hyped. I, I, you know, I feel like it's like the method acting of podcasting, you know? I can imagine Wait, you with like a bloody um, Rocky Balboa, like um, dressing gown on with a hood and like just your shoulders going, you know, listening to... <laughs> and like just like boxing, air boxing. Like shadow boxing. The yeah. <laughs> Is that exactly what you're doing, Ken? Please tell me yes. So how was your day, Emma? My day was really, really busy. I was in back-to-back meetings and investigation interviews and just, it was, it was a long day. Oh no. Yeah. And then I I had to leave on time as well because I'm puppy sitting. So I had to come home because otherwise she was all on her lonesome. Oh, poor thing. Um, So yeah, tomorrow will be another full on day trying to catch up after all my meetings. But no, it was good. I, I think it was a, I didn't get much sleep last night because the bloody dog kept me up all night. So it was actually quite good to, um be really busy otherwise I probably would have fallen asleep at my desk how about you Jim how was your day yeah what about you Jim uh I got stabbed four times today oh Oh, jeez I'm hoping like injections did you get flu shots okay I had to go and get all my travel vaccines (laughs) so I got seven vaccinations across four stabs oh my god oh damn how Mm. are you alive do they let you do that many at once yeah okay I was sitting there like, it seems like a lot. <laughs> you just kept stabbing you. I don't know. I, like, if you if you told me you got one, then I'd, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no sympathy for you because you're doing it for travel. But now you told me you got seven of them. I'm like, oh, God. 
Um, cool. So tonight, friends, is all about Game of Thrones. Dun 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 I'm sorry. I, I know very little about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Wrong song. <laughs> oh, we can we can tell. <laughs> yeah, fair warning for everybody. Jim has what seen what like five episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> I had watched the first season and I think half of the second season a couple of years back, like before it had finished. Yeah. But uh, a listener very helpfully got in touch. Uh, and recommended the episodes that I should watch to kind of have a sense of <laughs> world domination plans. Of what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, DeAndre. DeAndre. The bird. The bird, yeah. She recommended I watch season one, episode 10, Fire and Blood. Season six, episode nine, Battle of the Bastards. Season six, episode 10, Wids of Winter. Season eight, episode four, Last of the Starks. Season eight, episode five, The Bells. And season eight, episode six, The Iron Throne. And I have watched all of them except for the last one. The, like, the very last episode Which of the season. Which is probably the most important one, but it's okay. Is it really, though? Mm. Look, it's pretty great. Mm. <laughs> I gotta say, like, I did kind of enjoy it a little bit more. Like, I don't know, like, on a second re- second watch through kind of thing. Some of it was a bit like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, and I think probably because cause I, I found... So, when I started watching Game of Thrones, um, it was just before season seven came out. So I watched all six seasons. And I think because I kind of already had a bit of an understanding because, you know, you'd see all the memes, you'd hear people talking about it. It's like, oh, I don't care. I'm not watching it. Hmm. But like you kind of sink, like things start to sink in. And then when you're watching it, you're like, oh, okay, it makes sense. As opposed to, I feel like for me, yeah, I have a very short attention span with a lot of things. If I had just been watching it and watching it, I may not have picked up or enjoyed it as much. Yeah. And I mean, I still probably don't understand everything. So apologies in advance for all of the incorrect things that I oh, say. I would also like to I apologize for nothing. <laughs> but I still know more than Jim. So. Gonna, I relish in my ignorance. I'm also going to latch on to Emma's apology. Not not Jim's, just Emma's. But at the end of the day, we do, we do this for fun. We're not trying to show that we're like the greatest, you know, bloody Game of Thrones fans of, of all time. <laughs> Nick. But... <coughs> Nick. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. The the funniest thing for me in my particular Game of Thrones experience was um so the first episode I watched on this air quotes rewatch was the episode where Daenerys gets her dragons. Ah uh, yeah. And uh, like sacrifices Carl and like walks into the fire. Yeah. Walks into the fire and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And then the next episode that I watched is where she like burns a fleet of ships with the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "We have skipped some levels here." <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, that went from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I kind of wish I had a dragon, though. That'd be pretty great. Oh, yeah. that'd be great. I, I, get, I guess we should say we will be talking a fair few spoilers for Game of Thrones in, in this episode, but we won't talk about how it ends, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I think um, we'll be roughly talking up to kind of Battle of um, King's Landing. Yeah, so we won't talk about... Who wins the Game of Thrones? I win. I win. Yeah, we won't talk about who wins Catelyn Stark's knitting competition. Um, whoa, that was like... What season did you watch? That was all I was going to talk about. Isn't that the Game of Thrones? Who can make the most sturdy throne out of cotton? (laughs) We won't talk about how the throne is really a beer cooler or how, um... You know, it turns out it was all a dream in an autistic child's mind the whole time. (laughs) 
That one's real, by the way. Have you guys heard of a thing called the Tommy Westfall hypothesis? No. Tommy Westfall was a character in this TV show called St. Elsewhere, which was like a drama about a hospital. But the final episode of the show reveals that the whole show took place in the mind of this autistic child. Like it was all in his imagination. That's fucked up. Yeah. What a waste. The problem is that show had cameos from other TV shows. So like other TV shows characters showed oh. up in Tommy West in Tommy Westfall's imagination, which means that like if you take mm-hmm. if you extrapolate this out, all of these different TV shows are taking place in Tommy Westfall's mind because you know characters from those TV shows cameoed into other TV shows, and it's all a big web that reaches out. Whoever wrote that wasn't thinking. But wait. Wait, can't it just mean the autistic child already watched these TV shows and these characters came in from? Yeah, it's it's a thought experiment, Ken. It's like a... That wasn't the intended consequence of having it all take place in Tommy Westfall's mind. It's more of a thing of, like, extrapolating, like, comic book logic out to, like, TV. Ooh. Did you know, fun fact, that the last episode of Hannah Montana was going to be her wa- her waking up with a dream or um, that she That's was so playing lame. with dolls all along oh, and it was wow. her as a small child? Yeah. I think and I've they heard didn't. that before. But it's just so dumb. Why spend all of that time creating all of this sh- shit and then just make it a dream? But you know what connects Game of Thrones into the Tommy Westfall universe? What? Uh, there's a Starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so dumb. Damn. Mm-hmm. So Everyone dumb. was talking about that. They're so dumb. How could you, after all of those years on that show, how could somebody fuck up that bad? Apparently there was another thing as well. Like yeah, there, there was, was a- water bottles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a watch in something as well. Okay. Like, and it was all like in the last season as well. So you're just like, you've come this far. Was it the Night's Watch? Really? Hey. Hey. I don't really get that joke, but I'll laugh at Ken's jokes. (laughs) Yay. Because you just know they're going to be a pun. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's something, it's something about like zombie defense force. That's where John gets sent. Yeah, he gets sent to the wall to join the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. What do they like? Do they know that White Walkers are a thing then, or do do they just have like general protection from the Scottish people that live there? Yeah, basically from the wildlings. <laughs> the Scottish people that north. live there. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's, ba- it's meant to be like an allegory for Scotland. Yeah, pretty oh, much. that makes sense because it's yeah. north of. That's the thing that I like the most. I think about the, at least the early Game of Thrones is that it's kind of like vaguely. Not historically accurate, but it's kind of historically appropriate, if that makes any sense. Or, re- like, it's historically real. I thought it was a historical drama un- a historical drama until the final episode <laughs> when dragons came out. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that, that's the cool thing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of realistic like that. Like, you know, being a princess isn't as glamorous as Disney would make it out. Being a princess is being married off by your dad to some random dude in another part of the country. Yeah, sounds legit. Yeah, that's what being a princess is. <laughs> Well, now I don't want to be a princess. Thanks, Jim. I like that Carl Drogo dies from an infected wound from a like a cut that he self-inflicted. Yeah. Like a tiny little cut. That's kind God. of realistic. I liked that. God damn, that was so annoying. I'm so sad. <laughs> I miss him. I miss him so much. I also like the realism that all the zombies live in Scotland. <laughs> the realism. Yes, yeah. realism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of the weirdest thing about going from season one to season six. I was like, wow, this is, I like this kind of pseudo-realism and then nope it's dragons burning boats ah that's pretty real man here we go cool so should we should we as Jon Snow would say get a wriggle on is that what Jon Snow says I don't know is that what (laughs) yeah why would (laughs) you know (laughs) alright alright should we move on to the adventure dementia we should dement me Ken dement 
dementing. Oh yeah, um, fair warning. Again, I don't really know that much. I'm going to take a kind of a backseat <laughs> on this episode a little bit, I think. I'm going to let you two kind of oh, man. All right. talk at me. <laughs> You're expecting okay. too much from me, Jim. So, one of the main players uh, in the Game of Thrones is the Stark family. Everything starts off in uh, Winterfell, their hometown. It's in the Burbs. In the, in the Burbs, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the very it's cold Burbs. in the north. In the north, at uh, Winterfell, lived the Stark family, uh, which includes uh, the couple, uh, Eddard Stark and Catelyn Stark, and their five children with one bastard. Uh, so... <laughs> There's uh, Rob, uh, the eldest son. There's uh, Sansa, the uh, eldest daughter. Uh, Arya, middle child, followed by uh, Bran and Rickon. The king at the time, Robert Baratheon, comes up with his whole family to um, ask Eddard Stark and Ned to be the hand of the king. Just call him Boromir. <laughs> Robert asks uh, Ned to be hand of the king because the previous hand, John Arryn, was murdered recently, and uh, we, you know, we believe this was uh, done by the Lannisters. Uh, so Bran's a, a kid who likes to climb around the place and uh, climbs up to this tower, and up there he saw something that he wasn't supposed to and got pushed out. Uh, he goes into a coma, and at the same time, uh, Ned has to leave uh, Winterfell to head down to King's Landing to be the hand of the king. He's reluctant at first, but at the same time, Rob uh, Rob really needs him uh, in this time of need. So King's Landing is like the middle level and the split level home that the Baratheons live in? Yes. <laughs> yes, because it's a landing. Oh my God. Yeah. I hate you so much. I, I love you, Jim. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, he heads down to the capital uh, at uh, King's Landing with... His two daughters, Sansa and Arya. You know, uh, while he's there, he uh, uncovers uh, some of the things that John Arryn was looking through. Uh, John Arryn, before his death, was investigating a bunch of people. He puts two and two together and realizes that the current prince, uh, who is gold of hair, blue of eyes, is not uh, Robert's uh, true heir. <gasps> oh my god! Sacre bleu! Mm. Being the honest man Boromir is, uh, being oh the honest gosh. man uh, Ned is, uh, he uh, goes and confronts uh, the queen, uh, Cersei Lannister, and um, gives her an opportunity to confess her crimes to uh, Robert, the king. But unfortunately, at the same time, uh, Rob went on a hunting trip and uh, got attacked by a boar, and uh, the boar uh, fatally wounds him. Yeah, that'll do it. You might say he was... Bored with leading. <laughs> Thank you for coming in real close, Jim. Oh, my God. It really sold the joke to me. <laughs> that was the biggest joke of the night. Hey. Oh, there's still time. Uh, he gets uh, Ned to write a will for him and uh, names Ned the protector of the realm until his heir is, is um, able to rule. And uh, even though that... He was meaning Joffrey at the time. Ned wrote down uh, the uh, rightful heir, which uh, begins this whole um, Game of Thrones where people try and fight for uh, the leading position. Mm. The, yeah, the kingdom, seven kingdoms. After the after Robert's death, uh, the will went into action and he Ed becomes the protector of the realm. But shortly after, Joffrey takes over the throne and uh, decides that Ned has uh, betrayed the kingdom. And then following that, captured him and sentenced him to death. Ned. 
Ned. Ned. Poor Sean Bean. Yep. When will he get a break? Never. When he dies. Oh, wow. <laughs> so <Jesus> always. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first big twist. I yeah. think that's where people started talking about how amazing Game of Thrones is. Because nobody's safe. Like, they killed off the main character mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the show. Yep. Yeah. Who was my favourite character? From, like, my viewing experience, I get the sense that they didn't really think it was going to be anywhere near as big as it ended up being when they started filming the first season. Yeah, no. Like, they only signed on, what's his name, Sean Bean, for one season because he would have been the majority of the casting budget for that show. Like, everybody else would have been way less to cast. And none of the other ones are, like, fantastic actors. Like, don't get me wrong, none of them are, like, awful, but none of them are, like, great. Look, Jim, you haven't watched it all, you can't judge. (laughs) You shut your mouth. (laughs) No, like, (laughs) none of them are, like, fantastic. Uh, They do get better. Hmm. I, yeah, no, I, I do understand what you're saying. And, and as well, at the time when it was all, like when it all first came out, none of them were big names or anything like that. Yeah. Like a few of them, like um, Peter Dinklage and, you know, um, you know they've been in things and you know who they who they are and whatever. Um, but yeah, I get I get what you mean. Like none, they hadn't, they weren't really big, huge, well-known names at the time. They were kind of just, you know, it was the first gig for a lot of them. For most of them, yeah. yeah. Especially like that's the, you roll the dice when you cast children. Yeah. Yeah. The other interesting thing was kind of watching like the cinematography quality go like way up between seasons one and six. Like season one is kind of filmed more like a like a low budget TV show. Like a camcorder. Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. And then season six is like very different. It's yeah. like. No, agreed. Agreed. So tell me more, Ken. They're... My desire to know more intensifies. Are you trying to say they were dragging up the budget? Yeah. Uh, following this, Joffrey goes into power. Uh, but unfortunately, this, uh, this... He's a dick. He's a dick! Yes. No, he's a terrible person. He's the worst. But yes, after the um the will came out, there was a few parties who wanted to f- uh, fight to become king of the Seven Kingdoms. That includes Rob Stark, Ned's eldest son, mm-hmm. uh, mainly to rule over the North. Uh, as yeah, king in the North. King in the North. You know, as king in the North, uh, to rule over independent, uh, the North independently and to also the... Uh, fight for, to revenge for his father. Hmm. So following this, so uh, the war begins and everyone starts fighting everyone. And then there's the other Stark kids. Uh, the the daughters who were in the city with Ned at the time uh, were having some trouble because they were stuck in uh, King's Landing without anyone to look after them. Uh, Sansa Stark was taken hostage by Cersei and was also at the time betrothed to Joffrey, who's a complete psychopath. Arya managed to escape the city but was basically carted off as a child slave. She managed to um, make it out of town and try to get back to Winterfell but had many troubles throughout her adventure Mm -hmm. and got captured I say anyway uh, Sansa Stark on the other hand was not so lucky she was uh, she had a much darker adventure okay because Joffrey ended up marrying Marjorie uh, Marjorie Tyrell of the Tyrell house. Mm-hmm. She didn't um, end up becoming a queen. She instead married uh, the uncle, Tyrion Lannister, uh, as a punishment and as a humiliation to her. Anyway, so in, yeah, instead of being the queen, she becomes the aunt of the king, which uh, which is bad. Shortly after that, Joffrey gets poisoned. So he dies and Tyrion gets framed for this. Sansa manages to escape and uh, goes off uh, under the direction of Lord Baelish. Little finger. 
little finger. He's the worst. He's also the worst. He's also the worst. He's, her life becomes even worse after that. Yeah, she goes through a lot, eh? She goes through mm. so much. You know, she goes up to the Vale with Lord Baelish. Littlefinger. Lord mm. Baelish ends up, you know, being, uh, you know, saying she, he, he's Psycho. fallen in love with her. But then after killing her aunt, taking her away from the Vale, she marries her off to Lord Bolton, who's currently a the Lord of Winterfell. He's also a psychopath. He's also the worst. He's also the worst, yes. There's a lot of people that are all the worst. Yeah, yeah. they're all the worst. But Bolton well, was fucked up. It's historically accurate. <laughs> I get it. Oh my god. It's a metaphor. He was a psycho though. Mm. What does he do to her? I didn't see any of those episodes. Uh, he is basically just an absolute dick. So he rapes her quite a bit and he's mm-hmm. quite aggressive, quite forceful. Um, but he's also just a terrible person that like he has these hounds that he, he'll he set upon people mm-hmm. and basically just in the woods and stuff like that. So he just loves to torture people. And he's got this other girl, I can't remember her name, that you know he basically sleeps with as well. And they just love um, torturing and tormenting people. The kennel girl? Yeah, the, girl the kennel girl. The dogs. Yeah. yeah. But I can't remember. I mean, it's just that he just, yeah, he's really um, forceful with Sansa. He rapes mm. her multiple times yeah. and is just very um, aggressive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she Yeah, she ends up getting out of there and uh, up towards the wall where she finds uh, Jon Snow. Okay, let's go Let's go straight to Jon. Jon's a key player here. Yeah. So Jon, after joining the Night's Watch, uh, after uh, Ned goes down to be the Hand of the King, graduates from, uh, you know, N- uh, Night's Watch College and becomes uh, a, a, one of the Watchmen. Night Owl? <laughs> he does not have an owl. He has a dog. Uh, sorry, a dire wolf. Named Dials. Ghost, who's also the best. Anyway, yes. uh, John eventually becomes the commander of the Night's Watch. Before that, he was also he went up north and was captured by the Wildlings for a little bit, which is a group of say like wild men and women who uh, live a little bit differently compared to the civilized folk down below the wall. And uh, he's grown, he seems to have grown a liking to them, and and he's also at the same time seen the White Walkers in action. He understands that he needs to work together with these Wildlings to uh, fight against the white walkers hmm. uh so as like commander of the night's watch he tries to unify all these people unfortunately uh, some of the people in the night's watch don't agree with him and betrays him so they end up killing him and because they didn't want to work with the people they've been defending their city against all these years hmm. and we never heard from him again and we never heard from him again until the next season where uh, M- melisandra makes use of uh, the power of the lord of light and revives him <gasps> fantasy moment he's back he's back hey john yep i missed you Mm. How long was he dead for, like, in the show? Like, it was the end of one season. Yeah, 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 but, like, in, in like, the timeline of the show, how long was he dead for? In show time, I think it was, like, a few days. Like, it was maybe okay. a, a oh, yeah, week, yeah. I'd say, maybe? I think, it, no, it was, yeah, May, max a week. Max a week, yeah. Okay. After he comes back to life, he gets back in, into power and kills everyone who betrays him. And then after that, he gives up his spot as Commander of Night's Watch and uh, decides, oh, I've given... My life to this organization. I've done my duty. That was my oath. <laughs> yes. Right, Did you watch that? <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, anyway, at the same time, Sansa um, makes her way up to the Night's Watch uh, and, you know, stops him right be- uh, before he uh, leaves the 
Castle Black, which is their base. Hmm. He talks about, you know, how uh, they need to take Winterfell back from the Boltons, you know, because it's their family home. He uh, rallies up a bunch of people, in, oh, and also the Wildlings, and, and also the Night's Watch, to get them to help him get uh, their home back. And this was the Battle of the Bastards. Hmm. Hmm. So wait, who, who's the other bastard? Is the Bolton a bastard? Yes. Yes. Ramsay Bolton is uh, Roose Bolton's bastard. Okay. Uh, who, because he did so well in taking Winterfell and scaring all the neighbouring houses. Being a dick. His dad, Roose Bolton, uh, promoted him to... Son. Son, <laughs> to, yes. Yeah. From bastard to son. I will recognise you now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Roose Bolton also uh, married uh, one of the uh, Lord's Fre- Lord Frey's daughters and uh, um, got her pregnant. Uh, so Ramsay, knowing that um, a real son's coming along, not that he's not, he's just, you know, a more like legit son is coming along, he decides to kill everyone in his family. He's a complete psychopath. Anyway, so knowing that you know how you know his his kind of tactics to fight John, you know the it was a heartbreaking moment when uh, Rickon, the the ch- kid brother who you haven't seen in forever, uh, runs out in front oh, of John. Don't do it to me, Ken. Don't do it to me. Real quick, in the British monarchy, do you know what the term, the technical term for a bastard is? No, what is it? So because they have no claim to the throne, they're referred to as naturally dead. Oh, wow, that is harsh. That's intense. Mm. Yeah. Naturally dead. I mean, you could do other things with your life if you don't, even if you don't. No, no, Ken. You're naturally dead. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Anyway, so after the Battle of the Bastards, all the people who in in the North uh, support John to be the new King of the North. King in the North. You're supposed to chant it now, Jim. King in the North! King in the North! Are you going to overlay all these on top of each other and make it look like a crowd of people? Yeah. King in the North! King in the North! King in the North! King in the North! So John, with the help of Sansa, becomes the King in the North and uh, tries to fight for their freedom. But uh, he has a different focus in mind and he believes that he needs to fight the White Walkers first. Mm -hmm. He goes to see Daenerys who's current at this moment in um, Dragon... What's his, What's the name of the place? Illawarra. <laughs> it's not Illawarra. That's <laughs> the St. George me. Dragons. That's a different dragon. Anyway, they go down the Dragonstone because they have Obsidian down there. Uh, John tries to convince uh, Daenerys, but she's very focused on taking over the world. So, um, you know, eventually it works. She, uh, he brings back all the dragon glass. You know, he works with everyone, but uh, he also at the same time gives up the title of King in the North in order to uh, get Daenerys' help. you got to say it with an F at the end. you got to say it N-O-R-F, North. King in the North. 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 Yep. With an F. F. North. North. King in the North. There we go. Yeah, he gives her the position of king in the north. <laughs> Super intense. <laughs> it's so much more intense when you say that. It's like he's like oh. spitting at his microphone. Yes, I'm pretty much doing that. He's becomes warden of the north again. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Change my mind. Go back. <laughs> okay. So, you know, after convincing Daenerys, John gets a squad of people who go up to the north and kidnaps a, a zombie White Walker. And uh, after succeeding in that, he brings it back down and goes with Daenerys all the way down to King's Landing to convince everyone that there's giant problem coming up in the north. 
Mm. Is that the end of the Starks? All right. So the next family that we're talking about, I will talk about the the old Lannister gang. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that happens in eight seasons. So I'm going to give a very brief overview to kind of let you know roughly what happens with them. The three that are the main ones that I'll talk about is Cersei, Jamie, and Tyrion. They're the ones with a good credit score, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So, so Cersei, she was the 20th ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. Um, and so she was King Robert Baratheon's wife with whom she had her sole trueborn child. Wait, who's that? What? Who's the sole trueborn child? That is, oh, what's his name? Um, no, that one died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a firstborn who died, yeah. And then, okay. Um, and then she had, yeah. So I guess the, the link of these three that I'm talking about uh, is that they're all siblings. So Jamie and Cersei are twins and Tyrion is the, the younger brother. They are all children of Lord Tywin Lannister. So she was actually involved in an incestuous relationship with Jamie, um, who was mm-hmm. secretly the father of her three bastard children, Joffrey, Marcella, and Tommen. Um, and then there was an unborn child as well. Tommen was only in, yeah, I think he was only in one episode of the ones that I watched. Yeah. And I get the sense that he was a, mum lets me play with my trains kind of child. Oh, uh, look, he was. And then he actually, um, he Married went Marjorie? against his family. Um, when they went to stand up against, it was yeah the Lannisters and um, the uh, Tyrells as well, I think. They tried to get Marjorie out of the church. She was locked up there. Mm-hmm. And um, so they were going against the faith, which is obviously not a, not a good thing to do. Mm. And he was the king at the time. And he said no and stood by the church. And that's when, like, I think I'll talk about it later, but when Jamie kind of lost his power and Cersei was kidnapped and taken into, you know, the whole, I don't know if you miss it, but all that shame stuff when she no, was... No, I didn't see any yeah. of that. I, I, I'm familiar with it from Yeah, so culture. that's how she is because he actually, Tommen actually uh, sided with, with the faith rather than, yeah. I, I did see one of the episodes I watched that, like, I think she captures somebody who had something to do with that. Yeah. And there's a scene where she's like, you're not going to die anytime soon. And then lets the mountain in there. And then the mountain does something. Um, <laughs> Unzips his What pants. the mountain does. Yeah. Yeah. Did he unzip? Like, <laughs> I didn't really understand. I couldn't really gather from context what was about to happen there. So anyway, so yeah, so she's got the three kids and then there was the unborn one. But so after the poisoning of her older children, um, uh, which was near the end of the War of the Five Kings... And after Tommen commits suicide after the destruction of the Great Sept of Baelor, she assumed the throne under the name of, here we go, the world's longest name, Cersei of the House Lannister, the first of her name, Queen of the Andals and the First Men, Protector of the Seven Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Which made her the first officially recognised officially recognized queen in the history of Westeros. Really? Yeah. Kind of a Julia Gillard kind of deal, though. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And yeah, so that's kind of what happens with her. So obviously, as I said, there's a lot of other things that go on. But in with Jamie, so Jamie Lannister, so yeah, twin of Cersei, and actually the father of her three kids. Are they twins? Yeah, they're twins. So Cersei. Fuck, that's even weirder. Winsurst. I think Cersei was the older older one, but yes, they're twins. Yeah, so he previously had served in the King's Guard for the Mad King, and then he infamously murdered him, which is how he got the name Kingslayer. Then he continued to serve in the King's Guard for Robert Baratheon, and then when Joffrey came into uh, Joffrey and Tommen came into power, he was the King's Guard. And then when yeah, the um uh, the confrontation with the Faith of the Seven, which I mentioned before, that's when he was dismissed from the Sworn Order, and he kind of 
went off and did his mm-hmm. own thing. So when Cersei came onto the Iron Throne, he was appointed as the new commander of the Lannister armies because I think their uncle had died as well, Sir Kevin. Kev- good, good old Kev. <laughs> Sir Kevin. Sir Kevin Lannister. <laughs> good old Kev. But look, it's I think it's spelt K-E-V-A-N, so it's a little bit different. Oh, So, so he- it's a little bit fancy. Come on. Kivan. Kivan. So he's from yeah, the north. From the north. <laughs> Kevin, the north. Kev from the north. So yes, yeah, so he yeah, he was appointed as the commander of the Lannister armies and then he left that position to honour um, the pledge he had made to the north um, when John came and was talking about the White Walkers and everything. He left to go do that. And then, yeah, because I think he also, he wasn't too impressed when he heard that Cersei and Euron Greyjoy had... Um, plotted I guess together um, to dishonor the truce that was between everybody to kind of fight against the White Walkers mm-hmm. and then after that after the White Walkers were defeated he you know he missed Cersei basically and their unborn child so he left and went to go find her again mm-hmm. and that is where we shall leave that. That was actually where I got up to in the show. Ah, wonderful. Cool so Tyrion is the youngest and littlest Lannister child. (laughs) He's a dwarf. (laughs) So he was abducted by Catelyn Stark for a crime that he didn't commit. He escaped. He was appointed by his father as acting hand of the king to Joffrey. And then there was a couple of battles, etc. He was stripped of his um, power at the um, Battle of Blackwater, I think it was. And he was demoted to Master of Coin. And then he was eventually framed for Joffrey's murder, which is kind of when he was like, Will, I'm out of here. Gotta go. (laughs) And then there's just a smoke outline of him. So I think there's, yeah, there's just, there's the trial by combat and everything like that. I think that's when he runs away because the, um, what's his name? Oberon? Martell? Yeah, dies against the, uh, the Bloody Mountain. And yes, so after that, he, when he's on the run, he gets captured by Jorah Mormont um, and taken to Daenerys and she basically enlists his help to help, you know, get her get the Iron Throne back because he's loyal to her. He is named the Hand of the Queen and they all set for Westeros. They're heading there. Yeah, and then when they get to Dragonstone, yeah, he he starts to form, I guess, into her strategist during all the wars and everything. But I think him and Daenerys start to have a few issues and they don't... They're butting heads, I guess, is the nice way to put it. And their relationship is strained. um, And she begins to question his loyalty, but it's actually her just being fucking crazy. So he then has a plot because he realizes that she's going crazy. He has a plot then to, I guess, betray her. And then she finds out and wants to execute him because he's saying, like, you can't attack King's Landing and et cetera. And there's just this whole thing. And he's arrested for treason. And yeah, that's where I will leave that one. Okay. And that is House Lannister in a nutshell. Okay, so my turn. So I will be talking about Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen, the first of her name, Queen of the Andals and the First Men, Protector of the Seven Kingdoms, the Mother of Dragons, the Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, the Unburnt, the Breaker of Chains. <laughs> Woo! Sorry, who are you talking about again? <laughs> Danny, for sure. Danny, yeah. <laughs> So Daenerys is the daughter of the previous king who... The Mad King. Went a little bit loopy. (laughs) Yeah, look. Did some bad things. So her and her brother are exiled after their father loses power and she ends up being married to a horse. Wait, no, that's not right. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Let me check my notes. No, it is right there. Married to a horse. (laughs) 
wait, no, sorry. Sorry. Married to a horse lord. Oh. <laughs> what show were you watching? She gets married to a horse lord by the name of Carl Drogo. Yeah. She stumbles across uh, three rocks that look like dragon eggs. Her family has some connection to dragons. Maybe they, I don't know. They can, yeah. They have some connection with dragons. I don't know. Her horse husband dies from... <laughs> Her, horse husband. Her horse husband dies from an infected wound, which I think is awfully realistic of them. And I quite like that little touch. So sad. Poor guy. Yeah. And she ends up kind of de facto head of this like loose little band of people. And she ends up just accruing power over a bunch of years, just like conglomerating more and more people. I like that she has like that liberator vibe about her. Yeah. That she kind of like goes from like city, like I get the sense that she kind of like went from city to city, kind of like freeing people. I guess that's why like so many of the people in in the country like her. But the thing is, right, she she frees the slaves and then they're like, well, I don't know where to go now. So I guess I'll follow you. Yes. Yeah. So, like, okay. <laughs> you, you cost me my job. <laughs> Where, what do I eat now? Yeah, I can't eat promises. Yeah, what do they, do they say what, how they reorganize the societies after she, like, like, how do the economics of no, that I don't work? Think so. No, okay. I think you're just not supposed to think about it. <laughs> they were having some trouble, so... Yeah, Tyrion was like, you know, trying to open up markets again, like trying to like. How do you? How do slaves buy shit? I don't. What are they buying shit with? <laughs> with their bodies. Ah, no. With their bodies. Jim. Ah, prostitutes. Prostitution gotcha. economy can only get you so Just far. Just not the unsullied. <laughs> like, oh god. The thing about a prostitution-based economy is that you can't trade prostitution for everything. I don't know. You give it a red hot go. Uh, well, like, what about the ugly people, Emma? What about me? It's called a sack. Yeah. What Jim? about me? It's called a sack. Oh, anyway, so Danny ends up becoming this kind of challenger to the throne. So she does she does have a claim to the throne, given that her father was the last king, the last of a line of her family before he was removed by one of the Baratheons. Jamie. Jamie killed him. Yeah. Before before he was killed by Jamie. Yeah. So she does have some claim to the throne. And she kind of, you know, she has her dragons, which is really overpowered, by the way. OP. Yeah. Like requires balancing. Yeah, like, can you explain how... Okay, the last episode that I watched starts with one of her dragons being shot through the neck by one of those ballista arrows. Yeah. And then later that same episode, it's able to... One dragon is able to take out a whole fleet of those boats. It's like when a when a mother lifts a car off her child. Like, you just get adrenaline. <laughs> adrenaline starts pumping and you're just like, nah, fuck it. Yep, Drogon is also the favourite child and also the biggest of the three dragons. It's not very original name, is it, though? No, no, it's not. <laughs> I thought it was like it had to do with Drogo. But yeah, it probably did actually. Ah, oh, that's great! <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> You're my dragon son, and I named you after your father. Your horse father. Your horse father. <laughs> I, I do know. like the, the. They're technically wyverns. They're not dragons because they don't have legs. But that is more anatomically correct, and I do appreciate that. Like front legs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wyverns don't have front legs. Dragons do. So they have like claws that are attached to. They're the wings, right? The withens. Yeah. Yep. So, like, dragons have, like, the four legs and then wings, and withens just have the back legs and the wings. I dare you ah. to go up to it and tell it that. <laughs> You're not a dragon. You're a withen. You're a withen. <laughs> You're um, a withen, Harry. There is no vertebrate that has six legs, so a, a withen is more anatomically correct. Uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so unimpressed. <laughs> Fun fact. Nice. Moving on. 
without spoiling who ends up on the throne or what happens at the end, what do you guys think of everybody's kind of scramble for power? Like, are there any winners or are there any clear losers? Who does well? Who does bad? I, I just think that there was just so many different moving pieces. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's just hard to know what everybody's doing at whatever time and everybody, like, it, yeah. I think it was good, but there's obviously different, if things had been done differently at different stages. But, you know, that's hindsight, right? Yep. Hindsight is yep. always twenty yep. twenty. That, you know, there's that they could have done so many different things and it would have been fine. Mm. Or yeah. they would have won outright and it wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. But I think as well, people start like, you know, Cersei was, you know, she was on the throne and she was just like, nah, come in King's Landing. Nobody's ever going to get me. Like, I just think that she was a bit cocky as well. Mm-hmm. That, you know, well, nobody's ever done it before. Nobody's ever stormed King's Landing. So it's not going to happen now. Yeah. Yeah. I find that the people who manage to get up there are also too aggressive to say, okay, I should probably stop here. It's always like, you know, they always go that extra step that takes them into like the madness territory. Hmm. So it's, I don't know. I thought Robert Baratheon did like an okay job. If he didn't go on that hunting trip, everything would be okay. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, look, I think it would have been interesting when he, yeah, when he died, if it was like of old age or, well, middle age back then. Although, to be fair, he would have had to deal with Daenerys at some point. Point. Yeah, oh, yeah, but I, uh, yes, possibly. But if it if it would have been the same, I, I don't know. Hmm. She's like she still would have had her dragons, and she still would have had like her army and. Whatnot. Yeah, she still would have. But if you think about it, right? Because Ned wouldn't have died. Yeah. And so the whole Stark thing wouldn't have been it. Do you know what I mean? Like that whole, it would have just totally changed. She wouldn't have had the backing of John and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. There wouldn't have been the same like mad scramble yeah. that had happened. Yeah. Like h- how long is the timeline of the show? Um, is it years? Yeah, it is, it is, it is months. Years. years. It's years. years. Definitely years. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I want to say it's, um, yeah. So I think all in all, I think they're saying it's between some, uh, between six and seven years. Okay. Who else does well for themselves? I feel like Tyrion does well for himself. Yeah, Tyrion does pretty well for himself. Considering, like, he was nearly executed about a billion times. Yeah. Right from his birth, basically. Yeah. When's the height of his power, though? Oh. oh come on, his... I was really hoping one... Yeah, we go. <laughs> Next, Ken. What did you say? Height. the height of his power. Yeah, but what did Ken say? He laughed at my oh, joke. right. I, I do like that there's a, there's a scene in one of the episodes that I watched that I feel like really came from the heart from Peter Dinklage where he's like all you people that make short jokes just make the same five or six mm-hmm. jokes over and over again I've heard them all yeah <laughs> yep. um, would you like a Peter Dinklage fun fact I would like a Peter Dinklage fun fact that he nearly didn't you know speaking of short jokes and stuff he nearly didn't sign on um, to Game of Thrones because he was worried that because you know it's a fantasy genre that the dwarf that he was playing would have a long bearded like pointy shoes and everything like that mm-hmm. but when he was told that his the character is actually a drunk womanizer he was like yeah you know what fuck yeah sign me up <laughs> nice <laughs> i also saw that um when the creators of the show found out that they had been like signed on to make a series after they filmed the pilot they specifically called peter dinklage and were like nah mate didn't get picked up show's been cancelled yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> and he was like ah oh, shit yeah when it took him like six hours or something before he realized that it <laughs> yeah. wasn't wasn't true, yeah. Like, uh, why would you do that? I don't get it. Because it's funny, Jim. Aww. What are some other fun facts that we had? Um, something I, I found that I, I thought was actually quite interesting, that they've got an unaired pilot. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the writing in it was so bad that um, you couldn't, 
people that, you know, sort of watched it to sort of see what it was like couldn't pick up that um, Jamie and Cersei were brother and sister, which is obviously a very pivotal (laughs) part of the show, and especially in the first couple of episodes. Where can we source Um, this? So they had to rewrite it and reshoot it. Mm Mm-hmm. Idiots. (laughs) Idiots. <laughs> Do you know if there are any different actors in that original pilot? Or were they all the same cast? I think that there was because I think originally, uh, I, th- I think Cersei and I can't remember who was supposed to be playing them, but Cersei and um, Daenerys were both different actors. Okay. And I believe that there was, I think George R. Martin had a, a cameo in, in the, either the pilot episode or something like that. And he was supposed to be a wedding guest. For Danny mm-hmm. and um, Carl, but when they recast, they had to reshoot, and he he wasn't in it anymore. Yeah. Oh, so a couple of things. So, so, like, I'll get to some fun facts in a second. But I think one thing that annoys me a little bit about Game of Thrones. So I like that it's you know very kind of historically realistic, and I guess it, this would be hard to do given that it's you know the 21st century in Hollywood. But all of the characters have all of their teeth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, no, there's a, I feel like there's a few of them that don't. Mm. But yeah, I get you. I get you. They just look too good. Yeah, yeah. yeah almost all of the characters have all of their I know, teeth right? and they're all perfectly straight. It's unrealistic. How come all the dragons have all their teeth? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, speaking of Danny, my favorite factor that I found in researching this was that um, there's a scene in the show where she has to eat a horse heart. Oh, yeah. Is that like... Is that like a wedding thing? Yeah, it's yep. it, no, it's with the baby when she's pregnant. I think she has to wait. She has to eat a no, baby no, no. She, horse. Has, no <laughs> she, she to... to help with the pregnancy or something like that. She has to eat okay. the horse's heart because it's supposed to help make the baby strong. Yeah, make the baby strong. Okay. When they were filming it, that horse heart was made out of like the same thing that gummy bears are made out of. Oh, oh. <laughs> she said it was the most disgusting thing she's <laughs> ever eaten, and they like they covered it in this like fake blood stuff. And, like, all of that together made her so sticky that she got stuck to a toilet. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine having to call somebody and you'd be, like, covered in all the Head. stickiness and be like, uh, <laughs> like what the Head. fuck happened here? Oh, oh, God. Uh, and my, my other favourite fact that I found, I'm going to send you guys a photo, and I'll put a link to this photo in the show notes. But the guy that plays the mountain, his name is Hathor Bjornsson. He's an Icelandic man who is one of the strongest men in the world. Currently holds the record for the highest beer keg toss. And this is him next to a real-sized person who is his girlfriend. <laughs> I love it. Holy crap. So good. He is holding a regular-sized mug in that photo <laughs> on the left. Oh, God. You can only fit two fingers in there. <laughs> That's gross, Ken. Keep out of there. Oh, my God. Place. Yeah, what photo are you posting? <laughs> Am I looking at something different? <laughs> Good work, Jim. God. Without spoiling who ends up on the throne, like, if you had just stopped where we stopped talking, who would you say was the winner of the Game of Thrones? Oh, I would say Cersei. If I was to say we stop where we stopped before the uh, big White Walker fight, I think Cersei... Um, did pretty well. Hmm. I'm inclined to say Danny, just because, you know, dragons. God damn it. Of course. Where would your vote go, Emma? So I feel like this is this is like a typical female vote, but I think John. I think he you know, if you think about it and where I guess yeah, if we're looking at where, where we're finishing off here, but he made the biggest change. Like he just he got so many people on side and brought so many people together without having to like rule by fear. Hmm. And I think for me that was the biggest thing. Like it just showed that, you know, if anybody was to be a king or queen or whatever on and really deserve the Iron Throne. Personally, mm-hmm. I think it's John. He is very mm. selfless. Yeah. He was just he was just like the people's king, you know? Yeah. So what do you rate him out of ten? Eleven. 
11. <laughs> Look, I think he also was a little bitch sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and he did he, need to man up. So, look, but I still think he was pretty good. He also knew nothing. Yay. You know nothing, Jon Snow. There's a scene in an episode that I watched where he runs away for the night and then he comes back. And everybody's saying that they're going to, like, execute him because he ran away. And his boss is like, man, if we did that, we'd have nobody left. <laughs> but I, I think we were basing, I guess, our conversation at the moment and our plans on um, Danny and Cersei. Mm-hmm. So if I had to choose out of the two of them, God, they're both just fucking crazy. I'd have to say maybe Cersei. Like, I just feel like you can just tell, like, up until that moment that Danny's just getting crazier and crazier, whereas you always know with yeah. Cersei what you're going to get. Yeah. Mm. I, she's definitely the more, like, traditional... She just wants to be mm. in power. She's yeah. the, like, tradi- archetypal conniving aristocrat. She yeah. knows how to play the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Whereas Danny is just, yeah, she just starts to... She's like, I'm a wreck it! Crazy. I'm a space shit. She's the person uh, playing Sims with the rosebud cheat code. Yeah, she, she really does have cheat codes on. Yeah. Anyway. She has dragons. She bought slaves without actually paying anything. <laughs> By freeing them? Yeah. Freeing. God, how dare you? Yeah, you know what? You've changed my mind. I think Cersei is the clear winner here. Yay. I'm going cool. to give her an eight. She did okay. Mm. Yeah, look, I think she did all right. And, and yeah. I think you, you started to see the human side of her as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd give her For an 8 For a brother lover, well. she did okay. Yeah, I'd give her an 8. Yeah, I'll give her an 8 as well. Mm. I agree. All right, let's get a wriggle on to our domination formulation. All righty. So, I chose to go with Cersei for my plan. So, there are quite a few steps, so bear with me here, friends. So, my plan kind of, and uh, this is also a... a little bit of a side note here. I may have gotten some unofficial assistance from a uh, very big Game of Thrones fan. He kind of pointed me in the right direction, gave me some cool little tidbits to, to talk about. So thank you, Nick. So my plan begins in season six when Cersei officially, I guess, takes over as queen um, and appoints Kyvern as her hand. So she begins to start making plans for the defense for King's Landing, including building the, the dragon killing scorpions and enlisting help of the Iron Bank to fund everything. So step one, instruct Kyburn to begin research on the transmission of grayscale. Um, So there's a lot of research already that, um, and it's common knowledge that transmission occurs from skin-to-skin contact and um, from contact with unsterilized objects. Something that will be used in one of the steps later is that all of the contaminated patients were currently cared for within the citadel near high garden okay so step two um find all of the extra stores of wildfire that were left by the mad king around king's landing Mm. step three while speaking with the iron bank visit the house of black and white and hire the faceless men to assassinate danny when her army reaches crownlands you know it could be expensive but you know i think it's totally (laughs) worth it For, it. for the for the apparent guaranteed kill so step four is to capture high garden and seize all of their gold that was to be paid back to the iron bank so in that visit as i mentioned before that this is where all the infected people are kept so pick up some of those people why not and while you're there pick up um jorah mormont just just for shits and giggles to take him as well just to fuck, just with, to fuck with everybody and be like oh, stole your friend so step five is meet for the for the parley in king's landing but contaminate the drinks so the cups the chairs of 
all the enemies and everything that are there with the grayscale um, to infect them inside so and, and outside, I guess. But the, the idea is to increase the rate in which grayscale takes hold. So rather than, you know, the usual contact mm-hmm. and it taking years to kill, um, you're infecting the internal organs, which will help speed up the process. Ooh. Step six, begin digging and filling the area surrounding King's Landing with all the wildfire, like underground kind of tunnels. Step seven, wait for Danny to return. And, you know, if, if the faceless men... It kind of depends on whether they are successful or not in killing her. So if they are, I feel like that the Dothraki would probably try and they would kill the um, the assassin and then probably kill themselves because they've got that blood <laughs> blood oath. Hmm. But and and I feel like as well, like if if they were then killed, I feel like Drogon would probably get a little bit upset. He'd probably cry, probably burn a few people, and then fly off anyway. So there goes your dragons. Hmm. But if they if they didn't, so say she's still there. So step eight, whoever's remaining out of that that army, I guess they will arrive at King's Landing. You taunt them with Melisandre before letting her go and waiting for her mm-hmm. to start running towards the army and just wait until she's just till she's nearly there right and then you ignite all the wildfire mm-hmm. destroying thousands of infantry all the horses which is kind of sad but everything we're going for world domination here <laughs> we're going all their horses wait, why is why is it the horses just saddest about because there's a horse husband in there <laughs> my husband um, husband husband oh my god I think the, the point here is that you don't wait for them to attack this is when you then launch the scorpions at all the dragons and who are confused being like what the fuck's going on mum where are you I'm glad I watched that episode with those weapons in it because if you just said the phrase launch the scorpions at the dragons <laughs> <laughs> You'd just be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Just thousands of tiny little scorpions. So step nine, wait and see if anybody survived and then have the golden company just casually walk over and just kill anybody who's still there. And then step 10, look, if if Danny and John or any of the other leaders have survived, they basically, they don't have an army to support them anymore. So you don't chase them. You know, the grayscale. Remember that? The old grayscale from a few <gasps> steps ago? You that is going to take hold. It probably, given the timelines, probably would have taken, well, that would have been approximately around six months ago. Um, so it's already attacking and covering their internal organs. Sure. So they'll be pretty dead pretty soon. Cool. Um, so you just wait for them to go mad. And if you want to go extra step crazy, you capture them and keep them alive for Kyburn to experiment on forever. Well, until they all die, but yeah. Isn't there a cure for grayscale? Oh, it's... Uh, yeah, yes, it's, uh, you ha- it's yeah. very painful. I think you've got to, um, like, peel it off. Uh, it's like a very low chance of... Very low chance well. of survival. And um, that's only, obviously, you can't really do it to yourself. So mm-hmm. if they've been captured... And especially if it's on, on the, if it's internally, yeah, you can't peel you off can't, your organs. <laughs> you can't peel off. Whereas if it's just on your hand, you might be able to, might be able to do that. But internally, you're fucked. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's my, that's my plan. Mm. Holy crap! Mm. Yeah. Very sinister. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty but it dark. guarantees, guarantees the win. Because mm. even if right that she, that Cersei was killed in that the war or whatever, they would still die. And just everybody would be dead. And then who knows Ooh. who would be on the throne at the end? Ooh. Drogon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bow to him. Uh, I probably would too, yes. What's your plan, Jim? So, mine is a little bit... I don't know. We'll see how we do. Having not seen the show... Having not seen that much of the show, we'll see how, very how well formulated my very plan intrigued. is. So, I understand that magic exists in this world that lets me 
prolong my life indefinitely, either through becoming a white walker or becoming a priestess of the Lord of Light. I understand there is there is magics that exist that allow me to prolong my life. Would that, is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Indefinitely? Yeah. Or, you know, near indefinitely? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So my plan involves using that magical ability to start an engineering cult. Woo! <laughs> now, hear me out. Mm. No. So right. it's a bit of a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court kind of vibe. So I've often, like, as you do, I've often had this thought of like, what would I do if I was teleported back in time? <laughs> like, of course you do. With my, you know, with my limited knowledge of like <laughs> how things work, what would I do if I was sent back in time like 5,000 years? I think that I would like try and make myself live as long as possible and then set up a cult of technological development so I can have the best gadgets in the realm. And, you know, it wouldn't take me long to impart all of my knowledge onto the simpletons of the time. And then hopefully by teaching them everything that I know, I can get them to help me discover some more things. And eventually I can start making, you know, computers and, you know, rockets and machine guns. Jesus Christ. Witch! Right. Witch! Jim, you witch! What? You're a He's witch. calling you a witch. Well, that's the thing. Like, the thing that I'm basing this on, the Connecticut Yankee of King Arthur's Court, does the kind of Arthur C. Clarke thing of, like, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Ooh. And, like, pretend that I'm teaching these people magic when it's really just, you know, how to turn water into hydrogen and oxygen. Electrolysis. So is this you yeah. taking over the world just through... Science. But how, like... So I develop all of these gadgets and then I use them to equip my army. But how do you know about these gadgets? Because this isn't Jim that's gone back in time. Yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> because that's not the way this works. <laughs> so even if, it's, even if it's not me that gets sent back in time, I would set myself up to be like a patron to... The sciences. And if I can somehow impart this, you know, immortality magic onto others, I'd also get them to just work for hundreds of years on these problems. I don't reckon it would take me like that long before I've got, you know, uranium centrifuges going. So who are you in this scenario? Either it doesn't really matter. Either the Night King or Melisandre are the two people I know that have like life lengthening power. Yeah, right. Okay. Now point out the flaws in my plan. Mm. I just... It, mm. <laughs> going to take you a long time and i just don't see that but i've got a long time but i just don't That's the one see thing i've anybody got would i just i'm interesting i want to join your cult but i just like look <laughs> I, I i get it but that's going with the thought that you know about science now hmm. i feel like if you are that individual if you are the night king or whatever his name is and and millis or Melisandre, like i just you're not going to know about that. Yeah. You're not going to know that you can build a fucking uranium bomb. <laughs> like, I get, I get what you're saying, but I just, I just don't think it makes sense given the, look, given that you haven't seen the show, I think you did a very good job, Jim, but I just not feeling it. Yeah. I have, <laughs> yeah. My criticism is that if you were the Night King, you probably wouldn't be doing that because you have other things you can be doing. <laughs> Yeah. Like raising the dead. Like raising the dead. Yeah. If I can raise the dead, why can't I get them to work oh on my God. electrolysis? Because okay, they're the, fucking uh, dead shit. people. They don't have oh brains. Oh my God. The plan's coming together again. <laughs> they don't have brains. They've got no idea what's Wait, going on. Wait, they don't? On. 
They're like zombies. Even better. Okay. Mindless yeah. workers. Yeah, no, but Jim's plan before was using the fact that they would help him discover yeah. other things. Ah. They're not going to be able to. I was to... just picturing that. You know that scene in The Simpsons where Mr. Burns has a flashback to his childhood where they go to the, the old Atom Smashers who were just like hitting grains of sand with hammers? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what I'm picturing I have now. I've not seen that episode. And if you were Melisandre, you would... I don't know, you're a flaming redhead with, like, you know... Or am I? Or are you? Ooh, he knows. I'm really a 400-year-old. How does she have any teeth if she's 400 years old? Because she's got a necklace on. Yeah. No, but when she takes her necklace off, she has teeth. I don't know. How does she have... Any team, just don't question it, all right? Just go yeah. with it. You and teeth, Every, everyone have perfect have some teeth issues with teeth. <laughs> oh, god. Anyway, on that note, Ken, what's your Hello. plan? Uh, yes, my uh, my plan assumes that John wants the throne, okay? So the Stark family, the, like, you know, in season eight when they all came back together, it was like the most heartwarming episode, and I, I, that was my favorite episode. Despite everyone really hating it, I'm just like, oh, no, that was the best. You know, I really wanted them all to be uh, back together. I've I've always um, advocated uh, not splitting up the party. That is uh, not a good thing to do. <laughs> they get split so hard in season one. So hard. Oh, my God, they're all over the place. Anyway, so... So um, in this scenario, John wants the throne very badly and isn't a selfless, lovely person that he is. So he, um, I believe they should pull up all the Stark resources, you know, use, you know, uh, Sansa's amazing um, scheming and Arya's assassination skills to get all like the Northmen together. And, you know, we've also got Bran, who's the free-eyed raven, who'd be able to give you all the information that you require. John would also has the alliance with the wildlings. I believe he should make use of that and, um, you know, cultivate that relationship. You know, maybe bring some mammoths, some, you know, dire wolves down from the from the north. Get them down there. And uh, since he's like a guy who doesn't really like killing people, you know, he's, you know, he likes p- treating people nicely. He's, um, I think uh, if no one wanted to help them kill the undead, then they should hold themselves up in Winterfell for a while. Uh, wait till winter mm. takes over and then they can start moving south when it gets colder down there. People down there wouldn't be able to uh, handle the cold too easily, so... You you know, they'd be shittier at what they do. I think they'd manage to take over uh, easier that way. Hmm. Side quest for the Stark family is to for them to breed more uh, dire wolves. And because we've seen from uh, Rob's battle with Tywin that his dire wolf was, very, uh, was great in battle that um, they will be a great asset to their army. But they're too nice. Like they are. They are. All right. All right. What do you guys think? My plan is flawless. Um... <laughs> All right. Should we do an on three? <laughs> What? Uh, Ready? On three. Ready? One, two, three. Emma. Emma. Yeah, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) That was not three. You're not allowed to vote for yourself. No, I was like, wait, what are we counting for? And then I was like, what? You're a fucking idiot, Emma. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I would vote for... Actually, no, I'm voting for Ken. Simply just because I want to see more direwolves. Yay! (laughs) Direwolves! But yay, I win! Woo! Congratulations, Emma! I would have been very upset if I didn't win that after all all those steps. (laughs) Yeah! Clean it off! Clean it off! Clean it off! Hodor! (laughs) Well done. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, that was fun, guys. That was fun. It was fun. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you for that. Join us next time where we will be doing an episode on a topic chosen by you, which is the great Willow.
Oh, thanks everybody for voting. Uh, we're really happy to be doing an episode on Willow. And I'm sure that we'll have a lot of things to say about all the interesting things that happened in the plot of that story. Just based on when we record and, and when we're waiting on the, the last few votes to come through. So Jim will uh, in post sort that out, but we don't know what it's going to be. So, Oh man, I really hope it's Willow. Yeah, me too. You're the worst. <laughs> That one's a great one. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Tune in next time. And if you're dissatisfied with the excellent TV show or movie that we chose, um, feel free to let us know. Tell us how we slight you. All right. All right. Cool. It's been fun. Thanks, friends. It's been fun. This has been uh, this is me, uh, the three-legged raven, signing off. You're gross. You should be ashamed. He should not. You're dishonouring your family name. <laughs> dishonouring your family. <laughs> anyway, on that note... Goodbye, friends. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to World Domination. You can find links to all the things we talked about, our other episodes, or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash worlddomination. If you'd prefer to talk to us non-verbally, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at worlddompodcast, or you can email worlddompod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your mum about it. <laughs>